You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And we're back, back to the Oz Network. We're here. Um, not we have to go back. Uh, we're continuing back. Uh, I'm sure you're joining us just off part two of Exodus, our three-part finale. Uh, breaking it up because it's just so much to talk about. Uh, we need to put it over three episodes like they did. Um, so yes, we're talking about Exodus part three. Uh, same deal, Lindelof and Q's, directed by Jack Bender, um, and can you believe it, we're into the last episode of season one of Lost, it feels like we just started this yesterday, and now we're done with the whole first season, uh, which we'll have a lot to talk about next episode, but uh, yeah, I can't believe we're at the end, and boy is it a doozy, like, you thought Exodus part one and part two part three really shines the third act of this two-hour episode just hits all the punches and maybe one of the best episodes of television ever um i don't know if it's the best episode of lost ever but it's so freaking good like from start to finish that last 15 minutes i cannot say enough good things uh but as you probably know because you listen to part one and two my name is noah and i ain't no hero ben and my name is ben and noah if we survive this podcast we're going to have a lock problem. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Can you believe it? We're at the end of season one. Like We've talked about 25 episodes, 24 uh, episodes of Lost and great season. Uh, and we're at the very peak of it. It's crazy. And it's such a good way to go out. Definitely we're bang, not a wimp. Well, as you said, it feels like yesterday that we did start this. Uh, we did start this yesterday, Noah. You and I have been uh, doing these episodes to date this for 24 hours straight. <laughs> We've just... We're stuck. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, freaking tired. So tired. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's gone by quickly. I mean, we've obviously concentrating on sort of three shows, really, uh, on the Oz Network, sort of classic shows with this, Third Watch, and Nip Tuck. And um, I, I will say this is the quickest we went through any of the seasons um so and this is the longest out of all three of the the shows that we're one doing. of the longest tv seasons ever really. yeah 25 episodes uh i mentioned a couple of episodes ago that uh the oc the first season that went for 27 episodes and so when the oc eventually comes to the Oznet, which we will do one day people trust me um we'll be there for a long time but we're not here talking about ryan and marissa and seth and summer we're here talking about jack and the merry gang of men and women that uh bring you yeah this is I I'm just I said at the end of the last episode this is probably top five top three finales of all time for a season not like you know it's not the last one we've ever seen but uh, I would rank this up there with uh, season one of twenty four uh, finale as maybe the greatest finale of a first season of a TV show ever done uh, just yeah to me there's like this is a perfect episode of television twenty four season one finale perfect episode of television the the endings just draw you back so much um you know i'd maybe mm-hmm. argue the cliffhanger that 24 season one had slightly better than lost but yeah it's not to take away from how good this episode is just just it's near perfect yeah i mean it really is pretty much per- i mean nothing is perfect there's no perfect, I'm perfect episode no. of television but boone's perfect um yeah uh, <laughs> twinkies are perfect boone maybe uh but this really is a perfect episode of television um even if you hate so well um and you know you've just i'm gonna stop you because your microphone went funny you've like gone quiet no same let me try 
port and not the actual force. <coughs> Let me try the other one. Probably won't work. Alright, what, what are we at? What do you mean, what are we at? Is it good? <laughs> oh, it still, still sounds like you're still talking from your laptop microphone. Um, stolen device driver software. It'll kick in yeah. in a sec. It's probably because it's the first time you've ever plugged into that USB slot. I'm way too impatient. Why is it what? Impatient for this. Remember when you said you don't usually like get new technology, you just let things last? Might be time to get a new laptop. I don't think it's the laptop, I think it's just cool. But also the laptop's not great. You're about to go to Korea, they'll have one of those like technology stores in every single corner, they're all technological, those Koreans. I... Yeah, I don't know if I need a new laptop or if I just need to take the <laughs> When did you last get a new laptop? Uh, like two, three years ago. Okay. I've probably got like three old ones sitting around here if you ever want to go use one of them. I always give them to my dad and he never uses them. Okay, is this better? That's perfect. Okay, I'm just not going to... Don't touch all. anything. <laughs> I heard it go dun dun, but I'm like, I'm just going to keep talking. And yeah, I just let it go for like five seconds, thinking it might click back into shape, but it didn't. So uh, I don't remember what the I think you, the last thing you were talking about was like nothing's perfect, and then you were like, well, this is a pretty much a perfect episode. Then it just went. Um, all right, three, two, one. This just hits on all angles. Like I talked about earlier, how lost finales are so big and so great. Um, you're talking about how it's a perfect season finale. It's going to be hard because Lost does some damn good season finales. Uh, we'll get to through the looking glass. Season which three. Has, oh. Only does it have not Penny's boat, but it also has we have to go back. So, I mean, that's up there too. Um, season four is great when they're off, uh, see the Oceanic Six get off the island. Uh, season five, we've got Juliet and the well. It's just, you know, they do finales so well. I, I have nothing but praise for Lost finales, but... You're right. Just an episode of television. If you don't even like Lost, this it's still objectively just brilliant. Um, we talked. I don't think there's a bad moment. Well, I was just going to just interrupt you. Sorry, then. Is that um, you know I was talking about the other ones that we've covered and kind of you know they're all different shows. But I, I know how much Nick and I talked up at the end of season two of Nip Tuck how great of a finale that was and how we basically found very little wrong with that episode and just the reveals and of course the way that ended on a huge huge cliffhanger. Um, but I mean, you know, this, I mean, it's so highly, we talked that up. This is like a league on its own above that as an episode. So if anybody is continuing on sort of listening to all three of our shows, um, then, you know, you heard how high I was in the season two finale of Nip Tuck. Yeah. You're going to hear me talk even more about this episode. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen it maybe 15 times and I was still blown away by it. Uh, like, at one point I stopped taking notes and I just watched it because it draws you in that much. Uh, there's one scene uh, which I am in love with um, and is one of my favourite TV scenes of all time, with the which inhaler. I'll get to. Yeah, Boone being on the plane. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, it's so big. It's got funny moments. It's got sad moments. It's got drama. And it just it wraps everything up from season one while also setting things up for season two. and really brings it full circle with the pilot. And I just kept thinking, watching this episode, like, imagine if Lost was cancelled after the first season and this was the last episode you were given. It would be like the biggest travesty in television history. Like, people talk about Firefly. Imagine if this was, like, what they left off on and Lost was cancelled. It's just so good. Um, but anyway, we should get into it. And straight off the bat, <laughs> we're seeing a bit of black smoke. So, straight off, they're giving us just a little teaser of what to expect from the monster. I remember being very weirded out by this. I didn't necessarily think it was the monster. just thought it was, like, something involved with the monster i don't know but we see just a little glimmer of it and then suddenly trees being ripped up (laughs) good old gummy joe's just like no i'm fine puts his pack down stops to just have a little look and then he's like oh no i've made a mistake running away and then then we get old gummy joe being dragged dragged along by his his poor charlie horse legs um into this little what crevice type hole type thing um so, oh, Locke, who, remember Locke did see the monster. He knows what the monster, he saw it back in Walkabout. We didn't see it, but he did. Um, and we have Jack, our hero, running, holding on to him. It's, uh, Which is a great dive. Tense. I love that dive that he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic Jack dive. Yeah. Moment. Um, uh, <laughs> followed by Dick Jack moment. Uh, get the dynamite. Uh, <laughs> Kate goes to take off her pack. No, I switched it. It's my, in my pack. Which which can we just point out that, like, oh. this is going back to the, the last episode what I'm saying about we know how volatile this stuff is. So, like, I mean, we all, like, you've seen Lost. You know that Jack's really got it and Kate doesn't. Uh, so, like, the scene when um, Jack drops the bag straight away and runs, like he says, like, if something happens, you drop and you run. So, we see Locke do it. We see Jack do it. Kate doesn't do it, and Kate thinks she's got the dynamite. So, like, if Kate really did have the dynamite, she's dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's sprinting, and uh, that bag is shaking. Um, but then we have suicidal lock. Let me go. Uh, no, John, I'm not going to let you go. Um, but there's some great parallels with season six, Jack. Um, we'll get to an end scene, the dis- Destiny discussion, but it's so great, the parallels between Locke in Season 1 and then how Jack is going to be in Season 6. Um, but our hero doesn't let him go. We've got Kate throwing the dynamite down, which apparently the monster doesn't like dynamite, and it, it gets away, and we see another little glimpse of moving black smoke in the air, um, and that was it. Uh, so they gave us a teaser of the monster, they weren't going to give it to us all in this finale, but they gave us a little bit to work with. Um, I'm not sure if you have any 
notable memories or anything of wondering what the hell that might be well, before we see Mr. Echo on the monster. I had no but, idea that that was the monster. I mean, I think we'll get to that episode, obviously, next season. But, like, I mean, I, for one, was disappointed when I first saw the monster. I'm sure a lot of Lost fans were, you know, because you're like, really? That's it? But, I mean, at the same time, now that you know what it is, like, I'm fine with it. It's one of those things that you come around on. But, um, yeah, like, because we all assumed at this point the monster's some gigantic dinosaur or something like that, you know, with teeth and, you know, frothing at the mouth or something like that. So, um, I, for one, at this point, had no idea what I just saw. I'm like, oh, smoke, that's a bit weird. So, I mean, it's, it, but it's, it is kind of cool now, like, knowing that, you know, spoiler alert, that is the monster, you just saw it. Um, that, you know, that's kind of, they did show it to you. And I, I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the only person in 2005 watching this, assuming that, oh, that's weird, that's obviously not the monster. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a nice way the writers did this for ultimately what the big reveal of this monster will be next season. Yeah, it's nice we get a little tease, and I don't think I knew it was the monster. I just remember being so weirded out. I'm like, what the hell? Um, so, uh... That scene, next, though, so just, we, sorry, I, I, just one thing oh, I was yeah, going to add. The only thing I want to add was just the, the way it's edited, how they're, like, walking through the jungle, it's just quiet. And then just, you know, you kind of see the click, click, click. You know, you see it in the distance in the way that, like, Kate and Jack are just like, yeah, I saw it. Just, it's dead silence. And all of a sudden you hear, like, boom! And, like, the trees go, like, flying. Just the way that is. That's a jump scare done well. That scares the shit out of me. Like, that is just so well. And just the, yeah, the sound effects, that thing that you just made. And the way the trees come out of the ground. Like, we we rip shit into it uh, this season, like, with the fake-looking polar bear. Even the smoke doesn't look exactly fantastic if you look at it closely. But those trees getting ripped up looks amazing. Like, that's just, that's well done. It's great editing. Yeah. There's some good effects in this episode. Um, But, yeah, uh, I don't know if the monster lives out here. But the monster seems to be very present around the dark territory. I don't know if this is his home, but um, lots of lots of monster around here because we saw Arts being chased by it earlier. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, but we're back to the raft, and we have a nice little cute scene of Jim practicing his English. Uh, port starboard raft eat. Uh, Wife made this for you, son. <laughs> yeah, son. Yes, yes. Yes, Jim. we know that's your uh, wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a really nice scene that kind of brings it full circle when Jean gives Michael the watch from Mr. Yeah. Pike. Right? I really love that scene. Like, it just shows you how far these characters have come, that these two in episode six were fighting each other. And where I come from, Korean people don't like black people. <laughs> I lo- and I lo- now we have this moment. Yeah, and I just the thing I quickly say is, I, I love, I know we talked about it briefly, but when they're building the raft and just like the way Michael has this way about like, son, uh, Jin just like talking full on Korean to him. And like, he has no idea what he's saying, but just Michael's just like, yes, 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 I'm going to do that. Like, it's just, it just <laughs> reminds me kind of like, you know, like Star Wars, like when Luke's, you know, talking to R2D or like when Han's talking to Chewie. We don't know what the other person's like Chewie or R2D is saying, but the way they're just kind of like, yes, yes, I know. Um, but it's just, you know, it's not quite the same. I'm not saying that, you know, Jin's Chewbacca. But like, <laughs> well, he does get cold. Yeah, he does, he does. But um, um, yeah, I just, I just love the way Michael kind of just understands him without understanding him. It's such a shame uh, that Michael is such a murderous prick because he's so good at broing out with people. Yeah. Like he's got the bro thing with Sawyer. He's got the bro thing going on with Jin. Even with Jack, there's a bit there. Um, 
Yeah, but tried. I don't know. If, did we ever get Boone and Michael? <laughs> he tried at one room? point. Boone at one point was like building the raft. Oh, help! It's like, no, no, it's fine. You know, you go keep so watch. It, it is kind of a, sh- a shame because Michael, he seems like a cool guy. But the funniest in all not. the sort of bloopers, seriously. Just go back and watch the bloopers with Michael. The funniest guy. Oh, yeah, I love Harold Perrineau. He's great. Um, but after that, we're back with uh, the old classic pairing of Charlie and Saeed. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Dumbo falls for Russo's trap. Oh, there's Aaron! Oh, I, I, I love how you. Uh, I gotta say, I love how you missed Son Claire, but we don't need to talk about them. <laughs> I made oh, you some I tea. Aaron's a beautiful name. Mind. I don't know what Aaron means. There we go. We can't yeah, move on. What does Aaron mean? <laughs> I don't know what Aaron means. <laughs> That's it. That's all we need to do. All right. Yeah, I didn't write it in my notes. I didn't find it. No, Charlie and Saeed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that I, like, it's not just me saving time. I literally didn't <laughs> write it down in my notes. So I just considered it unimportant, unimportant for discussion. Now, if you had called the um, baby Boone Claire. Uh... <laughs> what does Boone mean? It means legend. <laughs> um, uh, that Dumbo is true. Charlie. Oh, there's Aaron just sitting by the tree. <laughs> ah! um, I love that. So, say it. <laughs> Good old MacGyver say he's shoving gunpowder on Charlie. Oh. Like, I'm not a doctor. Like, what do they do in the army then? <laughs> and then, cringeworthy, but not because it's bad, just because it's like, ah! Uh, lights Charlie's head on fire. Which, um, is that a thing? Like, I, no, I know you neither are you and I are a doctor, nor have we been in the army, nor do we know if this is a thing or not. But, like, to me, when you light gunpowder, that's going to explode. So, like, what if, like, Saeed's like, oh, I saw this once. And he did it, and then just blows Charlie's head off. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, this is like, ah, oh, finally my chance to... Saeed Boone moment. I remember uh, when I was in Lithuania, I did a shot where my mouth was lit on fire. That was kind of scary, so I can't imagine what... Um, and it wasn't alcohol. That's just how Lithuanians drink. It's like, oh, would you like your coffee, sir? Here, let me light a match. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he was like, yes, in Lithuania, we have shot like this. I, I think he was just a drunk bartender. Right? <laughs> it was his birthday. This Australian, he doesn't Lithuanian. know any different. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a Lithuanian thing. I think... <laughs> and then he did it, and then suddenly next minute we're all doing it. There's a video floating around somewhere. Um, With you and Julie and Bishop I- as well? Like, I mean, this is a thing. It's just like Noah's <laughs> hidden. This is like Noah's lost flashbacks. He's a flashback with Noah and Julie Bishop. He's a flashback with Noah getting his mouth lit on fire. He's a flashback with his friend talking about the mysterious Turtle Island. <laughs> yeah, I've got a deep history with Lost. Um, but next, my favourite flashback. It's Hurley. Oh. Um, so great. <laughs> I still remember watching this live. Uh, it's just so in tune with Hurley's character, but he wakes up late. We've all had that where we just suddenly wake up and we're like, this not, doesn't feel right. Have you ever done it and for a plane, though? Can I ask you that? Uh, I've never woken up late for a plane, but I have missed a plane oh. by about five minutes. Well, I've, I've missed planes, but like not my fault. But I did this once uh, for a plane that uh, it was... I had booked a last-minute flight to Orlando. I was meant to be going home, changed my flights over. Anyway, so I was in San Francisco, and my alarm, like, I'd obviously woken up, pressed snooze, because I always said a little bit earlier, as you do, to get, you know, a bit more of a sleep in. Gets to the point where sort of I wake up, and I'm like, oh, you know, my phone was ringing in my hotel. I'm like, it's like five in the morning. Who's ringing me, like, in the hotel? And, like, I pick up the phone, and the person at the desk is like, uh, yeah, your shuttle bus to the airport is here. 
and I'm like, holy fuck. And like, I can't go anywhere without a shower. So I've like literally had to like throw on clothes. I hadn't even packed. I've just shoved everything into my suitcase. And this like bus driver was so mad at me. He was all like, we've been waiting here for 20 minutes. We got other people to pick up. And like, he was like yelling at me. <laughs> like, oh, right, I'm sorry. You're right. I slept in. Excuse me. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I've been doing this for so long. This never happened before. <laughs> like, sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Dick bus driver moment. <laughs> Massively dick bus driver moment. So eventually got off. Remember, we drove from the hotel to the San Francisco airport listening to smooth jazz while this angry bus driver and all these other people on the bus were, like, giving me death stares, like, we miss our flight, it's all your fault. But, um, yeah, I made the flight. That's that's the story. But I have missed flights uh, before. You've actually, actually kind of jolted my memory because it has happened to me uh, this year, actually. But uh, the reason why I forgot about it is because I was almost missed a bus, which was my bus to then to the airport, which was, like, two hours away. But... I was incredibly sick and I had, we had to get up at like five in the morning to get in the bus to go to the airport, to go to Poland, I think it was. Um, Not Lithuania? And, no, same trip though. Um, and I was incredibly sick the night before and there were four of us going and my friend, um, whose name starts with me, uh, was saying, uh, like, oh, we were worried she? about my... <laughs> we, were, we were worried about my other friend because she was notoriously bad at sleeping in and lazy. We're like, make sure she's there. Make sure she can this bus. She's going to miss the entire flight. Uh, but I was so sick and I took a sleeping tablet the night before. We had to get up at 5 a.m. I suddenly wake up getting all this phone vibrating. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, the bus was at like 6 and it was like 5.57. Oh, my God. Freaking God. There was a bus stop outside of our house, but my house is about five minutes walk. And then my roommate's knocking on my door because they must have called called him. Like, oh, no, uh, you've got to go. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I grab my bag. I'm out of the house in my underwear. <laughs> carrying my trousers, which trying to put them on as I'm running. Never run so fast in my entire life while I was sick at five in the morning across this field in Denmark. And I made the bus, so happy ending for both of us. I have to ask the question for you, though, in terms of missing flights. We're getting tangent here, but this is, like, the one thing which is kind of interesting about this whole scene when it happens is that I'm sure, like, you would know how Australian flights are. Generally, if you miss a flight in Australia, stiff shit. You've got to pay for another one. They're not going to be nice unless you bought a certain type of ticket. I missed one in America, like, the car on the way to the air. It was just, you know, typical TV. The car broke down before to the airport and, you know, one thing after another flying from Nashville to New York and basically long story short I got to the gate and this woman sort of looked at me and I'm like I've missed a flight haven't I and she's like yep and I'm like oh fuck and she's like it's alright we'll just put you on the next one I'm like oh okay <laughs> so like didn't even have to pay another cent they were just like yeah hey, we'll just put you on the next one it's fine so like okay thanks America you're kind of cool when it comes to planes so I don't know if they do that in Europe uh, probably not um, I mean they tried to charge me 30 euro for getting on a plane that I had paid for <laughs> Time, so. Yes, welcome to the flight of Ryanair. You owe us $30. Why? Because I said so. I think it was Ryanair. I've actually. heard stories about Ryanair. So. It was Ryanair. Maybe it was uh, easy to, I don't know. Um, but like, you did not check in. You paid €30. Euro. Like, at 5am in the snow in this like aircraft hangar, like the budget airline was like not even at the airport. They like, probably charge you for the snow. Euro. It snowed. You pay $30. Like, why? Uh, need, needless to say, I didn't pay, but... Uh, Did you get on the flight? Uh, so, 
Yeah, I had a friend who yelled at them. Oh, so you just say, you pay me thirty dollars. <laughs> no. Okay, get on. Yeah, she's like, no. <laughs> well, it turned out good because then, like, sorry for inconvenience. Go to the uh, the what is it like the express boarding or something. <laughs> so we were like the first on the plane in the middle of the snow. So win win. Um, it Emily. Hi Emily. How are you? There you go. <laughs> no, oh, sorry, that friend beginning with an E. Sorry, not allowed to say a name. Um, but. I kind of also had again. This is a tangent. When when Hurley's at domestic and it's like, oh look, oh. Uh, you've got to, you've got to go. Do I'm going to nitpick about that scene, but yeah, no, I've I've had that sort of happen to me. I, well, I haven't had that, but I've had a kind of the same experience that Hurley has of running through the airport uh, earlier this year. I was in Rome flying to Sofia in Bulgaria, and uh, apparently. They want to schedule two flights to Bulgaria at 3.25 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at the complete wrong gate, complete wrong airline. I looked at the sign, Bulgaria, 3.25. Well, there can't possibly be. Two. <laughs> this is like probably the one flight this month to Bulgaria, let alone <laughs> being two. So I'm waiting there. I'm like, oh, we're not boarding. We're not boarding. And I'm texting my friend in Bulgaria. Oh, we're delayed five minutes. So it wasn't the exact time. It was like. Five minutes later, I'm like, oh, there's a short delay. <laughs> like, I'm sitting at this, and they're like, not, and then I, like, oh, I'll just check this thing one more time, and then I'm like, shit! Saw so that the, my flight was boarding, and it was at the complete other side of the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm pelting it. My belt is like way too big for me, so I'm trying to hold up my pants, got my back, I'm holding a book and my ticket or something, and I just run so fast. So like, you thought I ran fast. When I was trying to make that bus, this was, I was so convinced I'd miss, I was 100% convinced. Yeah, it was faster than Usain Bolt, like, and normally, like, you know, I would have looked like such an idiot, but there was no time for that, um, and I was 100% convinced I'd missed it, I was so sure. People need to understand Um, something about us, Noel, is that we're from Hobart, and if anybody's ever been to Hobart and seen our airport, there's no, like, they have gates. There's no need for gates. It's in the one room. There's four doors, and they're all in the same fucking room. You do not need gates yeah. at the Hobart Airport. So, like, we come from a place where we the airport's embarrassing. So, like, I've been in those situations. I remember that one of my flights to America. I was on the phone just in Sydney Airport chatting to my friend, and I'm going, well, we should be boarding by now. We should be boarding. I'm sitting at this gate. No one around me, like, getting ready. So, I look up, and I sort of get up and go for a wander and realise that our gate had been moved. I was on the phone for so long, I didn't even realise. I'm like, oh, fuck, they're boarding, like, now. And then there was, um, when I connected through, I was in Chicago and like everyone been in Chicago midway and fucking O'Hare, those airports are just bigger than Hobart. Um, and you sort of, you get to a point where like you you see your flight on the screen, but there's no gate. So like you've got so many places to go. So you finally find the customer service person you're like, oh, hi, I'm flying to Atlanta, but there's no gate. And they're like, oh yes, it's okay. We'll announce that in about 20 minutes. Like, well, where am I meant to go? Like, this airport's so big. Like, I could go way right. over there, but you're going to tell me it's like three kilometres away. Like, what do I do? So, it's, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Airport's but right. I love airports. Hashtag Ben oh. loves airports. I did make that flight, though. Um, I was so convinced that I had to get my Hurley on here, though. I really thought I had to get on $1,600 the... for please, a man's hip replacement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I made it just as the last person was boarding, so... Um, yeah, but this is great. Hurley, we get a bit of Charlie in the elevator, uh, just farting. We've got uh, Charlie's car breaking down. 
then we've got him at Oceanic Domestic. Apparently, I wonder if there's any flights to Hobart. Apparently, Oceanic is fine domestic as well. Um, jets are. Which I don't think this is really a thing. This no, whole like, when, international yeah, when you finish, but, I've got a few nitpicking things here. Just Ben being Ben, um, but anyway. Uh, Hurley has to buy two tickets. Is this a thing? It might be. It is on certain airlines, yeah. I'm um, always worried they're going to tell me I have to. I'm not that big. I'm not Hurley big, but there's always that thing in the back of my mind. Well, I have to weigh you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, Dick, fly a customer person, but um, yeah, he has to buy two tickets, which, I mean, convenient that there's one right next to him. What happened if there wasn't a spare seat? He'd have to um, put his ass on one row and the other and the other. <laughs> Um, I'm sure he would fit in one well, seat. Well, he said, but, he said, I didn't have to uh, get on the way over. So it's kind of like Dick Oceanic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes airlines are a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, but he's running running through the airport. Such a great scene. Um, yeah, he's, we've already talked about paying the guy for the little car. Um, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42 on the jerseys. Is it too much or is it fun? Uh, I'm not looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the girls. So, you know, I mean, sure. Um, you know, it, it, there's some great comedy music playing on. Uh, he makes it to the gate. They're closing it. Oh, going through the security. We've got arts in the line. <laughs> um, I'm so arts here. I get so annoyed with people in front of me. With the, I'm completely like Shannon here. I'm anal with the security thing. Like, before I even get in the line, I put everything in my bag. Same. I've got my laptop out. My belt is yep. off. I, 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 I don't put things in the tray. I put all my phone, my wallet, my passport. It all goes in the bag so I can just put my bag on there. I've taken my jacket off. It's in my bag. Everything's in my bag. I put my bag on there. My laptop's already out. It goes through. Uh, so I'm, I'm with Arts here. Like, now you're taking yeah, your laptop. Completely same. I, I get so annoyed when I get to the front of the line and then I have to wait again because someone in front of me is like, come on. When you fly um, enough, but, you know the, the what you've got to do. So, yeah, I'm completely with you. Yeah, um, but then he gets to the gate. They just closed it. Uh, early great moment where he puts his ticket through the little thing uh, by himself. And come on, Jenna. Her name is Jenna. Um, ben. <laughs> I was still... And so- I like Jenna. And they're like, all right, I'll just check. New Zealander, she sounds like. And Hunter, we've got one more. Um, and then a great big bear hug from Hurley to Jenna. She loved it. Um, she was flustered. Jenna, she was like, oh. Yeah. She, oh. <laughs> uh, Jenna will show up in season five. Oh, as, goody. Uh, a British character in, at Oxford University. So they really loved her, apparently. Um, so it's 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 the best flashback of all these little vignettes i think besides maybe the end but it's it's so much fun i still remember this from the game you always like have to have sort of on one of these you know movies tv shows about a plane that crashes you've always got to have that one person who nearly you know misses like i watched um uh, i watched united 93 recently and also the one on that plane that crashed in the hudson in new york and both of them have the moment where the passengers just make it in time you know so You've always got to have that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. I think it's it's just so good. You know, when he's like, hey, old guy, to like that guy, I just had a hip replacement. I'll give you $1,600. And he just has that little smile. Um, the, I mean, the, the things I've got to nitpick, I have to nitpick. This is Ben. Again, I mentioned the exit sign. Like, let's just zoom up on the exit sign. That is not how Australian exit signs look. I know, kind of, at the most part, it's accurate, but no. Ours are green. That's an American exit sign. 
Um, but like the airport, like the whole domestic thing, there is no, like I have gone, I was in LAX and I went to a counter and they're like, where are you flying to? And I'm like, oh, I'm flying to Melbourne. And they're like, oh, this is domestic. You need to go over that way. They tell you straight away that you're at the wrong counter. Um, and also, this should be fun. Just, I know this isn't really Sydney Airport before people start ripping into me. I know this is the Honolulu Convention Centre, but to anybody who has been to Sydney knows the pain in the ass that it is to get from domestic to international. Like, I flew in to the international terminal. I had to then leave the airport to get on a train that cost me like seven fucking dollars to go one stop. Uh, like 10 minutes around the corner to the domestic terminal, unless you fly Qantas and you get a complimentary shuttle that goes across the tarmac. Um, so, like, if this is real life, he didn't make that flight. So, just to, to nitpick the Sydney moments there. But uh, outside of that, it's fantastic. Absolutely love it. And just Hurley on that little car. That's our screenshot for this episode. <laughs> um, I just yeah. love seeing Hurley on the car. It's hilarious. And let's be honest, if he fits on that car, he's fitting on an airplane seat. Dick Oceanic here. Yeah, uh, I want to fly oceanic domestic. So do I. But, like, that would make me buy two. Do I have to weigh you, dear? Uh, Say hello to Jenna. Um, What's the other one? Or Chrissy. Chrissy, that's it. Uh, But we cut back to the island. Hurley's mumbling the numbers. We have a little moment with Kate, $23,000. Little Ray Mullen reference. Love Ray. Do they listen to Patsy Klein in Canada? They listen to Patsy Klein everywhere. Um, (laughs) Love a bit of Ray. Uh, and then we have the old Jack versus Locke. Um, this is so good. This is like, this sums up Lost pretty much. Uh, I love their relationship. Uh, they kind of early on had their discussion in episode five, but this pretty much sums up. And I mean, season two, episode one is called Man of Science, Man of Faith. Um, but basically they're talking and Jack is the man of science, Locke the man of faith. Um, this is really where they hone in the old idea of destiny uh versus there's no such thing as fate um and this is where we have Locke telling jack that each one of them were brought here for a reason um and you know he's pretty much right yeah. uh there is there is a great jack uh quote in season five where he says uh like something like i'm paraphrasing but he's like i owe it to john Locke because he was right about most things really um, I mean, it, and yeah I was going to say we get a Boone reference here, but never mind. That was just me interrupting. Yeah, um, you're, you're getting into the whole depth of like how this is all connected. And I'm just like, and we get a Boone <laughs> reference. And Boone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this was such an important conversation because this summed up the show really. And at this point, we're wondering as viewers, why are they here? Is Jack right? Are they just on a plane crash or is Locke? There a purpose to all this? Does this show have a meaning? Which it turned out there was and it you know, we'll get to season six, but um, it's such an important conversation. And Terry O'Quinn and Matthew Fox are so good. I love their relationship back and forth. Um, we have, uh, yeah, as you said, Boom was a sacrifice that the <laughs> island demanded. Um, what about Art? Oh, no one cares about Art. Yeah. <laughs> what about Joanna? Um, no one cares about Joanna. What about Steve? No one cares about Steve. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's so good. I love this scene. Um, and then... I don't believe in destiny and this line just kills it because yes, you do. You just don't know it yet. Mm. And knowing this was already great. I still remember this as so iconic season one before I even saw season two, but knowing how this show ends and what Jack's character arc will be just makes this conversation all the more important and all the more better that we can look back and see how much 
Jack does turn into John Locke and how he does believe in destiny and he's going to get to that point. Um, so it, I cannot say enough good things. Like I almost just stopped the episode and re rewatched this scene again. I love both the actors here. I love the script here. I love the whole discussion on fate versus free will and destiny uh, and talking about the island as kind of a character uh, and the man of science, man of faith, which will continue in season two, episode one. But I don't know if you've got anything to add, but this is just such a good scene. It's not really anything. I mean, I agree with everything you said, and it just kind of goes back to, like, I think we said in the very first episode or whenever it was when um, Locke had the whole, you know, there's black and white, there's two sides, good and evil, like how, you know, I mean, it's, it's different then because they didn't know where the show was going completely back then. But, um, you know, the fact that so many people complain about, oh, Lost never answers anything, you know, it's all this, it's all that, like... Sure, there are things, and as we keep going over, no television show is perfect. There's always going to be moments where it's going to be left open-ended. But you also, I think, on the same side, for all the people who complain about Lost not having answers and it was all over the place, where are the people giving it credit for little things that it sets up and actually completely comes around on, as you were saying, with the things that, you know, this sets up? So... Um, I, yeah, I think the payoff is so cool. yeah the payoff. I think that's that's something that kind of frustrates me. And I'm not as big a Lost fan as you are, um, but I, I just feel that like when it comes to things like that and people complain so much about how this show turns out, just watch this scene and watch the watch how this develops and the fact that this you know they're gonna they keep their little black book of stories that they're gonna come back and sort of go over again. So um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one of those lost. There's lost fans who defend the like kind of the outcome of Lost by saying, "Oh, the mysteries never mattered. It was always about the characters." I'm not one of those people. This was both a character show and a mystery show, um, and kind of a plot-based show. And while they do follow through on some of the mysteries, I understand people's frustrations. A lot of it is does not have a good payoff, but absolutely the one thing lost does amazing is the characters the payoff for pretty much all of the characters is just fantastic and their story arcs that's one thing it delivers and i don't think it gets enough credit for that Except for um, <laughs> well you know you got to be a hero <laughs> at the end so there's that uh but we're on to another flashback uh jenna's back uh Locke's waiting at the airport They've lost the special wheelchair. What is wrong with them? Um, They're a terrible airline. <laughs> Oceanic. <laughs> One staff, Oceanic. Because, like, like, like you've, you've caught planes. Generally, people with special assistance, they're the first on the plane. First so even if they've they lost their planted. special chair, they still should be taking him on in the wheelchair first, putting him in his seat, then taking the wheelchair into the, into the, like, the cabin. So, like, why do they need to carry him on in the first place? They're a terrible airline, Oceanic. No wonder they crash. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, pretty much that's it. They carry Locke on. Uh, Which is like, oh, is it all... poor Locke. With the butchest male flight attendant ever. Like, <laughs> What's his name? All right, Jenna. What is... I'll carry him on. What is Because... I don't know. Does he have... Because it doesn't like she say or something like, oh, we'll... It's all right. We can carry her on or something. Like, I don't know. I swear they say his name at one point. But um, he says, I'll get Michelle or something. Good old we'll Michelle. Carry her on. <laughs> um, the esteemed yeah, Michelle. <laughs> Butch, oceanic flight, male flight attendant. Oh, yeah, we'll carry her on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lockett's poor old pathetic Lock old being carried Joe. on to a plane. So it's just so good to look at where he is now, even though there may be a Lock problem. But, yeah. Um, so the group arrives at the hatch. Uh, we cut back to the raft. 
Um, Michael gives a little spittle about how Sawyer wants to die, and then we have a great quote, well, I ain't no hero, Mike, uh, which is a great response to you're either a hero or you want to die. And then, dun, 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 there's a beeping on the radar. Um, but first we've got to cut back to Syed and Charlie. They arrived at the Black Smoke, and we've got uh, Russo and <laughs> poor old turnip-haired Aaron. Um, and we learn that there were no others. The others are coming is not a thing. And Russo started the fire, and she wanted to do a little trade for a 16-year-old Alex for baby Aaron. Um, that's, what, not that's, so. that's a fair trade. I'd do that. Not so, Russo. Um, <laughs> Which so, is a good twist, though. Like, like, I like the twist, because I, even I forgot that this, like... I, I Watching this for what, probably the third time, I don't know, not as many as you have, but I completely forgot that she started the fire. And that, like, I honestly was like, oh, yeah, the others, they're in this. You know, we just, you know they're, they're coming. But then, of course, it's just it's just Russo, this elaborate plan, which is kind of, you know, I, I think it's a nice little twist. It's a decent twist, but it also a bit like they hyped up so much. The others are coming, and it's like, well, all of this was really for nothing. But um, so why doesn't they Charlie get, punch yeah. out? Like he punches Saeed. Yeah, punches Saeed. Like you know, if um, Russo, Russo was a man, he would totally punch him. But they get, they get the baby back, and she's off. Uh, we'll see her again. But that's it for Russo for now. Um, Back at the the A team, the dynamite, they're setting up, ready to go. Uh, Hurley's got his torch. He's I don't know what he's doing. He's taking a piss or something. But for some reason, he's not. Yeah. So they're like, "Come on, Hurley! Come you on!" Skip, Hurley. There was. I mean, I'm just saying. You did skip a tiny little scene when they first came back. When he says, "Oh, can I have a torch?" Because they ask him to go take the dynamite the other direction. It's only like a tiny little scene at the hatch just before. Oh yeah, he's thing. got given the torch, but I don't know what he's been doing the whole time. He, t- he took the um, he took the dynamite away. That's the scene that you missed because they say to him, "Oh, can you take the spare dynamite well away from here so we don't blow it up?" And that's when he asks for the torch. He says, "Oh, can I have the torch? I'm a bit scared about having fire don't around want the dynamite." Uh, around, yeah. Well, he's very slow. Well, he's fat, so. Oh, I'm fat. Um, I'm allowed to say it. Uh, so Hurley drops the torch in, dun, 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 sees the numbers on what the hatch. What is it hatch. about torches at the hatch? Like, we didn't know this hatch was a thing until Boone dropped the torch. So Drop now we've torch. Dropped, Hurley dropped the torch, here are the numbers. So, you know, where's the theories about this lostpedia, torches the torch. around the hatch? Uh, but So Hurley freaks out about the numbers are bad, the numbers, and tries to put the fuse out, <laughs> fails miserably. Uh, and after... What we introduced in episode eleven, and now the hatch is blown open. Um, so that's that bit. Uh, next, oh. <sighs> wow. Now this moment, uh, I don't want to say it's my favorite moment. I've been thinking about how to talk about this moment because I don't know how to explain it. Um, this and only one other TV moment stand out clearly to me as the moment in TV I resonate the most with. Uh, I don't want to call it spiritual. It's not spiritual. That's dumb, but it's just a TV show. But there's something about this moment where I can so clearly remember watching it live completely. Um, it's just, there's something about it where it's just, to me, it's so amazing. And I can't explain my emotions of watching this when, when it all played out, I know I'm not explaining this well. It's this scene, and uh, for reference, um, 
TV show The Leftovers, the season two finale uh, with the big twist there. I'm not going to spoil it for people who Food haven't returned. seen it. Those two moments of just kind of this feeling of defeat and this feeling of just the whole world is kind of crumbling is... <sighs> the other one, I wouldn't quite put it up there, is Survivor Kageyan, the merged tribal council. Maybe that will help because you've seen that, maybe that will help kind of explain what I'm trying to uh, I, when you, do a bad job. When, you, when I talk, I, I know what you mean. I'll, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's up there, but that's not quite there. Um, so to me, yeah, it's not my favorite moment of loss, but it's the moment that stands out the most to me because I can so clearly remember this. Um, and what makes it work so well is... It's just, again, I don't want to sound elitist, but people who are watching, binging this now are going to lose this special moment because you're going to look at it and be like, well, this is season one, there's six seasons of this show. But when we were watching this, we didn't know what the future of this show was. We didn't know anything about what season two was going to be or how long this would go for. I mean, for all we knew, they do find, get off the island and find rescue and something happens there and they go back and find the whole world has been destroyed or something. We didn't know what was going to come for this show. Um, and what makes it work so well is we're completely with the characters. There's a boat, beep, beep, beep. They shoot the flare, the beep comes back and I still remember what I can just, I can picture the exact seat I was in. This was like 11 years ago or something, was it? No, more than that. 15 years, no. 12. 12 well, 13 by the time this is released, can, just to date it, but anyway. <laughs> I can picture the seat that I was sitting in. I can picture the night. I can picture who was there. I can picture the TV. I can picture every. I just vividly remember. And just the beeping coming back is so tense. You look, oh, my God, something is going to happen. Oh, have they just been rescued? Have they just found, has this worked? Uh, and then when that big light shows up and that music, that kind of music of victory and, like, they've, it's worked. They've found rescue. We're completely there with the characters, and that's why I think the scene works so well, is we are there. We are excited as they are when they're jumping up and down and that music is playing because we've followed these people. We've become attached to these people. And so when they're getting rescued, it's... it's we're, we're, we're getting rescued. Them. We've just been rescued. This is... It's worked. And, of course, we want to keep watching Lost, but we want these characters to succeed. And that's why it's such a high moment. So when it goes... Bow, bow, and it goes down to that down moment, we're completely there with those characters as well because uh, it's just... I mean, have you ever played the Final Fantasy games? No. I know what they are, but I've never played them, but yeah. Yeah, well, there's one of them, one of the most famous ones is you have a character and halfway through, she dies. Like, she's completely killed off. It's a playable character. So, you spend half this game, you're training up this character, you're following their story. She is your character. She's a playable character. You've got no reason to think she's going to be gone. So, you, you invest time in this person. And then suddenly she's killed and she's gone. Uh, and the reason it's so effective is because you were that character. It wasn't just because if the character died and she was just a part of the plot, then whatever. But the fact that you actually played as that character for half this game made it so effective. And that's why it works here. We've followed these characters so much. So when this happens and we have the first introduction of Tom, not average Tom. I like far Tom. From average. 
Yeah, Mr. Friendly. The only gay character, is he not? In, yeah, uh, pretty much. Spoiler alert. Him and his boys. <laughs> uh, so when, that's great. Uh, you're in a plane crash and everyone's cheering. Even the people on the other boat are kind of smiling. There's just one thing. We're going to have to take the boy. Mm. Like, I have seen this 15 times, something like that, and I've probably seen this scene 50 times. That still gives me chills. Like, it's so good. It's one of the most tense and one of the biggest. Of course, we have to go back. It's groundbreaking. But to me, this, we're going to have to take the boy, is just one of the craziest holy shit moments in television history and it's just we were at the highest point we've ever been in the season our happiest point we've just been rescued to the lowest possible point we could ever be when everything has just gone pear-shaped everything is going to shit and oh yeah what are you guys doing out here we're gonna have to take the boy and the change of the music from the din din to the and the really serious music that you got sawyer the atmosphere with him getting the gun and it all goes to shit. The raft is destroyed. Sawyer is shot. Walter's taken. Great acting from Malcolm David Kelly. And we've got Harold What Michael. Walt! Walt! Which is meme-worthy. But I feel... I, I was dreading talking about this scene because I knew I wouldn't be able to explain my connection to this scene. And I feel like I've done a terrible job of it. But this is so good. I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, just you talk about meme worthy. You, I, I know you said you watch those stupid little videos on YouTube of that person who's done all the figurines, and they're like, you know, oh, Batman on Lost, and you know, heroes on Lost. Their ongoing thing with that is Michael going, "Wild, wild." Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of. I was thinking about this the other day, like a random thing, or I was having a conversation with about in terms of like you know, what are your favourite sporting moments you've ever witnessed? And not necessarily like you were at a live event, but, you know, we've all got sort of things like that. But, like, it's the same with TV. Like, I think I completely get what you're trying to do when you're explaining it. Um, because, you know, there are, there are moments in any TV shows that we, you know, you might be your favourite shows or even ones that aren't necessarily your favourite, you remember it. Uh, and are worthy of your own personal top ten moments you've ever seen in TV. Um, you know, like... I, I'm with you completely with this one. I don't necessarily remember the seat I was in and the, the TV I was watching it in. But, yeah, I mean, this is what makes this so good is just, as you were saying, kind of like you're with these characters. You're you're. It's almost like you're getting rescued. And just even the way the music is straight away, it's got that hopeful music. So, you're like, here we go. Yes. You know, finally. Because, as you said, you don't... Giacchino was such a genius. Yeah. And then just the way it kind of switches. We're going to have to take the boy. Um, you know, even, yeah, knowing what happens here. Um and it's just, you know, I put it up with moments like you, you say, uh, with yours, with, um, was it, was that show you just said? The, I've never heard of that. The leftovers. The leftovers. Um, I don't like leftovers. I prefer it to be cooked up front. What? That's not a funny joke, Ben. Shut up. Um, but like, you know, um, so many, like, there's at least one, two moments in 24 that are just that way. Uh, there's a scene in House of Cards season two, which is just, I literally, every time I watch it, I have to rewind it like five times to even think, did that actually just happen? Um, and so many moments. Like, you know, I can sit here all day. Survivor ones, absolutely. You know, everything along those lines. And this is definitely one that I always put sort of through that as well. Um, and like you were talking about that video game sort of reference. I mean, that sounds very similar to uh, anyone who played Red Dead Redemption. Um, the difference in that is like the character you play all game with, basically in the final mission... Uh, yeah, they just kill him off, spoiler alert. Um, and it's just, like, I cried. Like, I've never cried in a video game before. 
and it was just like so beautifully done. And I think that's always like poached in like, you know, biggest shocks in video game history and things like that. It's probably the same with the Final Fantasy one. The one thing that I kind of like sort of the subtle reference to this though, which I maybe only got this viewing, is kind of going back to Rousseau when she's got Aaron, Aaron on the beach and whatever. And they were saying, you know, Charlie's like going off at her saying like, yo, you're crazy. You made it all up. And she's like, no, I heard the whispers. They said they were coming for the boy. They wanted the boy. And I'm like, hey, that makes sense now. They do want the boy because they're getting the boy. It's just the wrong boy. It's Walt, <laughs> not Aaron. So um, yeah. I never got that until then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this scene just all. And just, you know, even the way it is kind of like um, with what Sawyer getting shot. Um, you know, we don't know how he's yeah. going to. Is he going to survive? Jin, you know, Sawyer. And then, like, the, the raft blowing up. So, even the fact that not only is poor Walt being kidnapped here, but they've just been abandoned in the middle of the Pacific now, like, blown up. Yeah. So, like, how the hell are they even going to, like, survive this? So, yeah, it's just epic. I mean, Michael is a different person from this point moving forward completely. You never see Michael the same, and he's not listening to Bob Marley and yeah, chilling with it. his bros. That's it for Michael. Uh, I mean, we barely see him in season yeah. two from memory, don't we? He's only in, like, three episodes or something, so... Um, I was in half of them. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> hope you enjoyed Michael while he lasted, folks, because <laughs> he's done now. Um, yeah, that really is a wrap on Michael. So, but yeah, uh, everything you say is just complete. I mean, this is just where, you know, I'm, I'm nitpicking and joking about this episode, but it's just so good, and just this episode alone. And then there's even one more scene in this episode that I just ball my eyes out so much in just the way the music, and we're going to get to that, obviously, in a second, but um, oh, yeah. just the way it's all connected with everything. But yeah, this scene... Uh, I mean, I think you and I can right now call this for our recap episode next week. This scene is going to be in our top five. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> not letting it not Might be even be the number one <laughs> moment of this season. So, um, yeah, this is 100% like, in locked and loaded. We're only going to be coming up with four more moments, I think, from this point on. Yeah, I mean, I only have two moments in television where I have this kind of connection reaction to it. So, it's... It's, it's there, it's being there. It's 100% um, in. Yeah, it's just... There's not even a nitpick. This is perfection. This scene. I mean, and we didn't even talk about the like the setting, the atmosphere, yep. like the because I don't know if it was filmed. I think it was filmed in a tank or something like that. So, like a pool type thing. So that is brilliant as well. well um, I just everything. I, I don't. I I don't know. But I mean, I know kind of when I was on that set thing in Hawaii, and um, we'll get it to when we get the submarine episode. But I was like, where that is, it's kind of like a. I guess it's like a man-manufactured lake, which I guess they would have used for certain scenes because um, you can see it's... They actually, if you've seen Jurassic World, that is where they set the Mosasaur scene when it jumps out and eats a great white shark. So it's kind of... It's this little pool area which they've used in Lost and Jurassic World and lots of other areas. And I walked on the wharf where the uh, the, the submarine was docked. So, um, yeah, I reckon that's probably somewhere where they might have filmed this. Uh, but yeah, I've just never felt that sense of defeat um, in any TV show ever. And regardless of if Lost is my because Leftovers isn't my favourite show, but I also have that just sense of total defeat, which is here. Um, so good. Um, this finale is amazing. Uh, so we have kind of a conclusion of the characters that we don't really care about. Um, Aaron has returned to Claire. Shannon and Saeed oh, back together. We Boo. needed this, didn't we? Really? <laughs> um, and kind of the reveal here is that Charlie took one of the statues. Um, can I just point out, I've written here in big capital letters for fucking Claire, like, K 
kiss Charlie. This is where Claire and Charlie should kiss. Because I can't even remember if they ever kiss. But, like, this is where this is where this should have gone. Right here, right there, this is where they should have kissed. We don't need, you know, sexy Saeed showering in the waterfall and Shannon, oh, give me a hug. Like, who gives a fuck? I want Claire right now macking it on with Charlie. That, to me, would have just made this scene perfect. I think we only get one Claire-Charlie kiss from memory. Um, yeah, it's a really strange couple. Um but, you know, we had that amazing... We went from the Man of Science, Man of Faith, great scene. We went into the Raft, great scene. Now we get such an epic flashback oh. where... I was tearing up watching this. My eyes um, this. Pretty much everyone is getting on the plane. And we have uh, Life and Death playing. Uh, I Kind of a remix, as I said. It starts a bit slower, but eventually we get into the full... Dun, 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 and just seeing everyone together. Boone is there. He's giving... <laughs> Taylor to Shannon, uh, good old blonde Boone. Um, we've got uh, Locke and Jack kind of acknowledging each other. We've got great Hurley and uh, Walt, and we see the comic book. Um, the one bit that does ruin it, though, is Saeed looking at fucking Nadia. <laughs> yeah, we've got Jin and the watch. Um, it's just so good because it, it really has this feeling of finality to it uh, and just... It's only been one season, but they've come so far in just this one season and just seeing them all together. And, you know, people shit on kind of the ending of Lost, how, you know, they meet up together in the afterlife and stuff like that. But, you know, just watching this scene and seeing all of them together and the kind of the camaraderie and just all of them coming together there from so much. Our favourite TV host, but seeing them all come together... um, works so well and just it's tear inducing I mean I recently had to say goodbye to 16 very close people uh, who were also from different walks of life as well but it's 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 hard they've built like a bond it's hard not to and just seeing them all together on this plane even though it's a flashback and just knowing that then Boone is dead and you know <laughs> they're at this place where they're trapped on this island we see what we've just seen what happened to the raft uh, we've got this hatch and just, I don't know, it's the music. Michael Giacchino is a genius. But this is such a good kind of, not quite the ending, but such a good ending to this episode. Yeah, I mean, this is just, yeah, I just tear up so much just the way the music is. And I was, yeah, completely agree how far they've come. And it's just, it's so weird. Like, did they film all of these, like, at the beginning? Or did they go back and film this again? Like, I, I don't know if they, when they... They went back and filmed this. Because it's just, like, it's just, <laughs> you just feel they're strangers at this point. And just, even that little Locke and Jack little smile they give each other you know it's just ah just kind of like oh gummy joe there i love this show bonding with jack and you know when i when i'm you know next time i'm on a plane i'm going to smile at more people and just like yeah you might be the person that i have to have an argument with about science and faith um and I'm not even saying this just because Boone, but I just kind of love that slow reveal of Boone when you've got like Shannon digging through a bag. You kind of see like this inhaler and then the way they just kind of quickly pan across to Boone and you're like, oh, there he is. Look at him. Look at him sitting there in his Boone jacket, his caramel jacket that was so big in 2005 with all the boys. Um, like, oh, yeah, it's such a, such a good, even like Arts and Claire, like, you know, <laughs> Arts moment. Arts is, you know, lost his, internet girlfriend so it's like maybe i'll pick up on claire um but yeah so good just uh, so so good 
I really wish that we didn't have copyright uh, issues on this show so we could play the damn song, but yeah. <laughs> oh, Life and Death, maybe the best, like, yeah. Uh, it feels it's like a movie song, song of any TV show ever. It's like, this yeah. is like, you talk, people, you know, take it for granted now, uh, TV shows being like mini movies, but, you know, this is still at a time in, in, you know, we've talked a lot about how this kind of, what period of television this was. Um, you know, just, you got to think about shows like this and, and, you know, 24 and what they were doing at this time for TV. And the fact that, yeah, you watch these now and just like, well, this is just TV. But like, as you were saying, kind of when you're watching this live for the first time, just that sweeping score, the way they're playing this, yeah. like you don't, you never got TV shows doing that at th- this point. You know, it was this and 24 were sort of the big ones that were doing this around about this time. And, you know, the difference is at this point, 20, 2005, you know, 24 had been on air for three, four seasons. So this was, you know, uh, first season for Lost. So it's kind of... Just how that's like, just listen to that score in, you know, by itself without watching Lost. Uh, play it to someone and they'll probably say, Oh, what movie's that from? It's, you know, it, that is a movie score. That's how good it is. And yeah. I can't pronounce that guy's name, Michael G. But like, you know, we've you know. talked a lot about him on some other, you know, of our movie episodes because obviously he's esteemed for doing plenty of scores, not just, uh, I think he did the Jurassic World score from memory. So like, you know, he's uh, done plenty out there, but yeah, just such a good score. Download it if you haven't got it. It's fantastic. Legally, of course. Yeah. I mean, between life and death, and then the exploring, traveling, and the raft launch song, and the getting rescued by the others uh, theme. I think Lost, even today, has the best soundtrack on television. I mean, it's not a statement that I've made in the past. I've always thought it's amazing, but I've never said it's the best, but... I think I have to put it up there. It's just Michael Giacchino is too good. I'd have to... Um, yeah, I mean, it's top five for me, for sure. I mean, I would... Sean Callery, 24's up there. Um, you know, you'll laugh at this probably, like, but the ER and Third Watch stuff is brilliant. In solidarity... For for, a, for the style of TV show they are, in terms of epicness and sounding like a movie, you know, 24 and Lost own it, in my opinion. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't know what it's like. Um, but yeah. uh, I mean, there's some great stuff in like Game of Thrones, stuff like that. But th- these songs are just so notable and memorable. Um, and you totally touched on a point that Lost is taken for granted so much right now because we are in the golden age, um, air quotes. So it's just and a network show. This isn't a cable show. Yeah. This is a fucking network show. So like, this is yeah. where this deserves to get more props because you show this to anybody in 2017, 2018. People are going to stream. oh, you know, was this an HBO show? Was it a Showtime show? You know what I mean? And it's, no, this is fucking yeah, it's ABC. So easy to take it for granted. <laughs> um, but it really was revolutionary, whether you hate it or love it. Uh, you got to give it that. But anyway, there's one last scene. Uh, they could have easily just ended it on the plane. Would have been fine. Uh, one last scene. Jack and Locke. The hatch has finally been blown open. They go up, look down. And we get this great shot of Jack and Locke from up, like a bird's eye view as we pan down into the hatch. We see a broken ladder and it just keeps going and going and going and going. Lost. End of season. Um, Such a great kind of iconic shot and such a great way to end the season. Um, But one thing I later learned years and years after, um, this was never a problem for me, but apparently so many people were absolutely pissed off with this finale. Um, Why? Because they thought they wanted, like they'd, 
we talked about the build-up for the hatch and how it happened over weeks and weeks. They wanted to see what was in the hatch, and they, uh, we had waited like 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 weeks since it was first introduced, and people thought it was an absolute cock tease that we didn't get what was in the hatch. Do they know how um, TV works? This is classic season finale. This is like... This is how a season finale yeah. works, people. You've got to come back and watch it. You literally get shoved three moments here that make you want to watch this, like, next season alone. We've just had it in the last 15 minutes, and people, really? People are stupid. Yeah. A lot of people were annoyed, um, but I think they all was forgiven after the first scene of season two, which we'll get to. Uh, is so iconic. Um, but... Yeah, a lot, I, I, but there was never an issue for me. I n- never was thinking that. Of course, I wanted to, desperate to know, but I was never thinking, oh, my God, I'm so mad. Like, this is one of the best finales ever. Uh, and we just had the all these cliffhangers with, like, Walt and stuff like that. Uh, so I think it's a really perfect way to end the season. Um, and it gets me so excited. It was a long off-season between season one and two, waiting for the show to come back. Um but, yeah, that's a wrap on season one with Jack and Locke looking down the hatch. Yeah, I just can't speak highly enough. I mean, just talking in this, and I watched this episode however long ago. I just want to watch it again. I mean, this is this is, a, this yeah. is when you know a show is this good, and it, we've obviously all got preferences when it comes to our TV shows, and, you know, Noah and I here talking about Lost, Noah's not going to appear on an episode of Third Watch Oz. You know, I'm not going to appear on an episode of uh, some shows that Noah watches. You know, we've all got our personal preferences. But, like, to me, there are, there are shows that I'm sure if I sat down and watched a season of Game of Thrones, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, there are shows that are so well done that you just have to like them. Um, and it's just, like, you cannot argue the quality of this show. Um, yeah, you can go over where this show goes over six seasons uh, compared to where it started with, but... I, I would love to sit down with anybody who can watch this for the very first time and not agree that this is a, such a well-put-together television show that the finale, the way it's put together... We talked about how good the pilot was. When, like, list five shows where you can say that about the very first season, that it hooks you in so much and that it just it's just so well put together, it's so well shot, the cinematography, the music, the editing. Yeah, you're going to have some down parts on it. We've both been episodes this season. You know, it's not the complete 100% perfect season in terms of everything, but just as a complete, utter, you know, device of setting up a show like this, and again, the time this was, if this show comes out in 2017, it's probably not going to be as groundbreaking. But it's still, I reckon, going to hold up. This still holds up 13 years later. Oh, this holds up amazing. But, I mean, just, like, I just, I would love to have anybody out there who can sit down and watch this and and dare say that this is a bad show because it's just so... And, again, this finale, like, people who complain about this really, like, this to me is just so good as a finale because, again, it's just so well shot, so well everything. And it makes you, as you said, like, it's such a long wait. How many TV finales can we think of that just you are counting down the days to see what happens? You know, we live in a world now where it's it's streaming and kind of it's, you know, all done. We've talked about that recently about maybe doing an episode about it in the future. But, again, this is still 2004, 2005 where you have to wait all this time for it, you know. Uh, we've spent so many years covering Survivor. Survivor doesn't end on cliffhangers. You know, so, like, we don't have to talk about that much. Uh, you know, third watch coverage, there's not really cliffhangers to where we're at currently, at least in recording this, to date this. There will be. But even the cliffhangers of third watch aren't necessarily, like, well, there's maybe one where you're kind of, oh, crap, I've got to watch next season. Nip Tuck, yeah, they do it. 
But, like, I can't hold a candle to Lost doing it any better than, you know, and we're only at the first season. So, um, yeah, anybody who maybe is joining us here for the first time watching Lost or you haven't watched this in a while and you're just, you know, Catherine and Shedmaster and you're just listening to these for the sake of listening to it, watch the damn season. It's so good. And, yeah, it's not going to be as perfect all the way through, but, I mean, it's just the way this is done, this first season. I mean, yeah, I just can't speak high enough for it. That's such an iconic shot of Jack and Locke yeah. looking down the hatch as well. Um, graphics don't hold up amazingly, but what are you going to do? 2005. Um, but, yeah, that's Exodus Part 3 and just Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Such an amazing, like, amazing beyond just good television. This is another level, uh, especially Part 3, but I view it as just Exodus, not Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Uh, so rare for a TV show to have a three-part finale, and it just it's two hours of it. feels like a film. Everyone gets something to do. There's some great twists. There's some conclusions. Uh, there's some lead-ins for next season. It's just near perfection. Um, amazing. So that's it. The three-part epic, and season one is done. Um, I mean, questions, there's no real answers questions i mean you can say like oh where are they taking walt or something is that i think you kind of have to i mean like but it's it's, uh because we know it's the others at this point but but i mean i don't know what the question is but you would say what happens to walt what's in i mean well no we've already got what's in the hatch but i mean you kind of have to i mean we've gotten some obvious ones here like what did kate do we know that's going to get answered but i mean i kind of think like going back to the fact that this is a finale this is a perfect way of ending because you want to keep watching it uh, you, you have yeah. to put something to do with Walt there. Like, where, who are the people who took the other uh, Walt, or what's happened to Walt? You know, like, yeah, who, who's taking Walt, and what will happen to I'm him? I'm just going to put that as one. Um, yeah, that's one. Uh, and then you could say like, oh, what's going to happen to Sawyer and Michael and that? But we don't really need that. That's one you kind of know it's just going to be the next episode. Um, and we've already got the hatch one, haven't we? Yeah, what's in the hatch? So the hat, what's in the hatch? We'll find out very soon. We get Desmond um, pretty much straight it. away, don't we, in the next season? Uh, Desmond will be in the next scene of Lost. Will be Desmond. Well, I love the fact um, that the trivia on uh, Lost Peters, uh, this is the only finale not to feature Ben and Bernard. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's why we can't say it's perfect. It's like 99.9% perfect because there's no Bernard no in Bernard. it. So, you know. Yeah, Bernard is great. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, I think that's the only major question right then. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking through here in terms of um, questions and what is a monster. We, we don't get a full answer for that. Yeah, we could say, like, what is the black smoke? But obviously, it's connected to the monster, so it's still what is um, the monster. Yeah, where has Claire been? We get a brief flashback of Rousseau, but not enough there. Um, yeah, that's there's none that's been answered. So, yeah, that's, yeah it. that's it. That's our season um, one worth of questions. But, we, I mean, we did get some answers in this finale. We got the Black Rock and stuff like that. Um, Alex. Yeah. Um, all right. So, ratings. Uh, been it. Oh. <laughs> got to be in this episode. It's terrible. It it's so bad. Who would watch this yeah. shit? I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to do this, but we almost had to have been it, buy it, rent it, and then special, like, you almost have to be allowed, like, five special gold. It's compulsory viewing. <laughs> Yeah, compulsory. Yeah, that should have been like a special asterisk, compulsory viewing. Uh, but of course, it's by Exodus Part One, Part Two. By 
such a great episode. I love Lost. Um, <laughs> think about Born to Run was four episodes ago, and now we're getting this. It's just uh, so that's that. Um, we're done for season one. We're done for the finale, part three. Uh, so please write it into us. I would love to hear your opinions. If you love this finale, can you nitpick more than Ben? Um, all the greats. Do you have memory memories of watching this live? So send us an email. Uh, we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think we even we have a uh, website. Um, so I'd love to hear your opinions. We're not going to read them until much later after recording this because we're way ahead of schedule, but still love to hear any opinions that people haven't lost. Uh, I love hearing what people have to say about the show. Um, so get that in. Um, but Ben, we're done for the season. We are. That's, that's a wrap. We one, but sort um, of done. We've still got one more. We're yeah. Do. So we won't really preview man of science, man of faith right now. Uh, next week, we're going to have uh, kind of a season one wrap-up episode. We've done it for some of the other shows, I believe. So this will be just talking about uh, the season as a whole because we've done 25 episodes. It's such a great season. We need to kind of wrap it up and uh, give us. we'll give our five best moments of the season. That's going to be difficult to do, but we'll get it done uh, and maybe preview season two a little bit. Um, so... If you love season one like I do, then there's still a little bit of discussion for that. So look forward to that. Um, any closing comments, Ben, before we wrap this baby The only up? thing I want to say is that, um, you know, we, I guess we kind of have to say this in terms of dating because, you know, we don't know between now and when we record this and release it if we have gotten, you know, huge listeners and people are like, why are you never answering our questions? Who are you, lost? <laughs> um, there is a bit of a, a time separation in terms of when we've recorded this and when we're planning on releasing it so by all means if there have been any questions that you have sent in and perhaps you're thinking fuck you're not addressing it uh we will when we get them and recording them uh we've sort of gotten to a point where we've actually covered this whole first season pretty much in what like a month essentially i want to say since we started doing this maybe a bit longer um so yeah that's the only thing i'll add but um yeah i mean you and i obviously spoken about this for a long time uh i you know remember i think we said this in our very first episode but like last year when i rewatched this i remember messaging you and i think you were just about to leave for europe and i don't think you quite left yet and i said to you like oh god we need to podcast about this show uh and at that point yeah. we were obviously only still doing survivor so we hadn't sort of branched out into other shows outside of survivor so i'm glad we're kind of at this point where we've been doing this we've gotten through one episode it's the longest season so um you know it's kind of we've got shorter seasons from here on in i think what next season's only one episode shorter but um yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting these shows that we're covering how, you know, Lost sort of starts off long, ends up short. Nip Tuck starts off short, ends up long. Third Watch, the seasons are the same length every single season. So it's kind of, we've got a nice spread there of different shows. So, and I've just actually realized all three of those shows, six seasons long. So there you go. <laughs> Keeping the continuity well. But uh, yeah, bring on. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I like our recap episodes. They're always fun to do. I love sort of just going over things and the top five that we get to do, which, you know, sadly, we, I will say, I still make a fan video. I make a video of the five moments. Depends on the show whether or not we can show them on YouTube because a lot of the time, obviously, going to get removed for copyright reasons. I think only Survivor New Zealand and Third Watch are the only two that haven't been taken down yet. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the recap and I'm looking forward to more episodes. Yes, yeah, so that's that. Stay tuned for that one. Um, Exodus is done. Season one is done. I freaking love Lost. Uh, Till next time, my name is Noah, and I'm 
so, so ready to make my own kind of music. And my name is Ben, and am I going to have to weigh you, dear? Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.